This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue on in James with Let Him Ask God, Temptation's Path, The Implanted Word, No Partiality, and The Royal Law. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
On this day, the church begins a holy season of prayerful and penitential reflection. Our attention is especially directed to the holy sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the season of Lent has been kept as a time of special devotion, self-denial, and humble repentance, born of a faithful heart that dwells confidently on His Word and draws from it life and hope. Let us pray that our dear Father in heaven, for the sake of His beloved Son, and in the power of His Holy Spirit, might richly bless this Lenten tide for us, so that we may come to Easter with glad hearts and keep the feast in sincerity and truth. Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us, spare us, the Lord. Be gracious to us, Call us the Lord. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, Help us, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment, Help us, we poor sinners implore you, to prosper the preaching of your word, to bless our prayer and meditation, to strengthen and preserve us in the true faith, and to give heart to our sorrow and strength to our repentance, to draw all to yourself, to bless those who are instructed in the faith, to watch over and console the poor, the sick, the distressed, the lonely, the forsaken, the abandoned, and all who stand in our need of prayers, to give abundant blessing to all works of mercy, and to have mercy on us all, we implore you to hear us, to turn our hearts to you, to turn the hearts of our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and graciously to hear our prayers, we Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, O Christ, O Lord, O Christ, O Lord, O God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that they turn from their wickedness and live. 
We implore you to have compassion on the frailty of our mortal nature, for we acknowledge that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Mercifully pardon our sins, that we may obtain the promises you have laid up for those who are repentant. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
love in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father. Beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, you despise nothing you have made, and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and contrite hearts, that lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, we may receive from you full pardon and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Ash Wednesday is from Joel chapter 2. Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, Gather the children, even the nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. 
why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today marks the beginning of Lent, a season of reflection and repentance, always looking to the salvation won for us by Christ. So in many respects, it is really no different than the rest of the year, the rest of our lives as Christians, or at least how we should be living our lives as washed and redeemed children of God. Lent is not a time for seeking perfection in our actions or thoughts. It's not about earning forgiveness from God through extraordinary acts of devotion. 
Nothing we do, nothing we say, nothing we think can come close to filling the chasm that is our sinfulness. The best we can hope for during this season is gaining an appreciation for the size of that hole and what it would take for a man to fill it. In the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord taught many things, most of them not new at all. He simply dissected our actions, and then he placed them next to the Decalogue, a side-by-side comparison between God's holy law and our behavior, and not our worst behavior either. Many of the examples he gave were of our best behavior, our best efforts to prove ourselves to each other and to God. Not committing murder with our hands, that seems like a win. Not committing adultery with our bodies, how can we go wrong there? But God knows our hearts and the evil intent that lies within. We want to claim victory, but Jesus shows us that our claims are hollow. Our reading from Matthew chapter 6 today includes several of these. Our Lord gives warning about seemingly pious actions done for the wrong reasons. Giving to the poor for the praise of others. Praying in public for the praise of others. Fasting with great fanfare for the praise of others. I think you see the pattern here. None of these actions are intrinsically sinful, and nowhere in Scripture are we forbidden from doing them. Jesus does not forbid giving to the poor because you might do it wrongly. He does not denounce praying because your heart might not be in the right place. He does not outlaw fasting because some people misuse it and have turned it into a law. All three of these are good things when done selflessly in faith. But unfortunately, twisting good things into hypocrisy is right up our alley. For the praise of others. That seems like, like such a harmless little phrase. And yet how many evils have been perpetrated so that men might receive the praise of others. In the left-hand kingdom, it is not wrong to receive praise nor to give it. The good neighbor should be commended for helping others, and the just ruler should be praised for seeking peace and justice among his people. But when we bring this mentality into the church, into our worship of the almighty creator of the universe, we face ruin. Because we seek to be praised by men, we'll be judged by that same standard. And placing the opinion of men above the opinion of God is elevating into idols mere flesh and bone. How many times have we remained silent among friends or family, refusing to speak God's word to those who need it, so that we could receive the praise of others? How have we compromised our confessions, or, dare I say, our vows, in order to just get along 
and perhaps secure that coveted position. Take heart, brothers and sisters, because Lent is not a season of despair. Our study of God's word and self-examination should never bring us to the point of hopelessness. We are not crushed by the weight of the law because we have one who bore that weight in our stead. This is a penitential season, and the penitent is never without faith. Faith that trusts in God's promises, that believes in the salvific work of the only begotten Son for our good. Faith that looks to the cross of Christ and says, God died there for me, and thus I know I am loved. That chasm is no longer terrifying to our consciences because the wood of the cross bridges the gap. How long would it take a man to fill that sinful pit in our lives? It took Jesus three hours. Three hours to pluck you from the far side and place you on the other, to bring you into fellowship with God. Are you sinless? No. Can you please him perfectly? Not even close. And yet, still, despite your weaknesses, he pours out forgiveness and blessings upon you. Give to the needy. Pray to the Father in heaven, fast as you are able. Repent and be saved, every one of you. The King of glory comes, and with him comes salvation. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Grant us your spirit, gracious Father, that we may give heed to the testament of your Son in true faith, and above all, firmly take to heart the words with which Christ gives us his body and blood for our forgiveness. By your grace, lead us to remember and give thanks for the boundless love which he has manifested to us when, by pouring out his precious blood, he saved us from your righteous wrath and from sin, death, and hell. Grant that we may receive the bread and wine, that is, his body and blood, as a gift, guarantee, and pledge of his salvation. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, at his command and with his own words, we receive his testament. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
peace of the Lord be with you always.
And now that you, body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, will strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life everlasting, depart in his peace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.